This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. God is so good. You know, we just came off of a love series. Praise the Lord. How many people are walking in more love? Amen. And you know, you know, the key to, to walking in, in, the, in the fullness of what God has for us is walking in the Spirit. And I don't know about you, but I want to walk in the Spirit. I don't want to... You know, there's a contrast between walking in the Spirit and walking in the flesh. Does anybody know the difference? You may have woke up this morning, and if you woke up on the wrong side of the bed, that's the flesh. Okay? But uh, you have to, you know, we have to walk in the Spirit. And the Bible says you have to, to walk in the Spirit, you have to clothe yourself with humility. Somebody say humility. Amen. Amen. And so let's look at Galatians because what really got me excited about preaching on love was the fact that, that if we walk in the Spirit, we, we won't miss it. And that the enemy will have nothing to come against us with. Amen? So if you have, have your Bibles, open your Bibles to Galatians 5, verses 16 through 18. And it says here, I'll, I'll let, let you get there, Amen? Galatians five sixteen through 18. Amen. I'm so used to moving pretty quick, so I'm going to learn to slow down a little bit. It says here, and I say then, walk in the spirit, this is Apostle Paul, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are in contrary to one another. So you can... So you do not do the things that you wish. But if you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Amen. So what he's saying here is he's saying that, you know, some ministers may preach that we have two natures. We have a good side and a bad side, but you really have only one nature. You have a new nature in Christ. So, you know, but you do battle natural tendencies and you battle, we battle the flesh. And the flesh is a lower way of thinking. The flesh is, is lining up with the way the world thinks, right? But the spirit, um, when we're walking in the spirit, it's, it, it's a mindset to how God thinks. And we, I'm going to say this to you, you know, the Bible says, you know, some people say, who would know the mind of Christ? But... You know, we're, we're really called to know the mind of Christ. How do you know the mind of Christ? By getting into the Word. We're called to be like God. Amen? You're, you're, you may say, what? No, you're called to be like God. You, you're called to be like Jesus. Jesus is our example. And we're called to be like Jesus. And Jesus responded always in the Spirit. Even if He was in anger, it was always righteous anger. Amen? It was because he had anger against the situation. Remember when he came into the church and they were selling doves and they were selling all this stuff. And, you know, and he, he was right. He had righteous. That, that's called righteous indignation. And you may have said, I had some of that this week. And so I'm going to say this to you. You know, uh, Jesus can handle righteous indignation. Amen. You know, the Bible says this, that we can get angry, but the Bible said you can get angry. It's not a sin. To, you know, it's not a sin to get angry. There's no sin against. The sin is staying angry. So there's no sin of getting angry. The Bible says, be angry, be angry and sin not. 
Why would the Bible say be angry? Because we should be angry at injustice. We should be... It should move us when we see something that's wrong. It, 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 in other words, it should get some passion. We should, I mean, when, we, when you see somebody that's being treated wrong, you, you, you should have some passion. It, you, you, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And, and I, I don't know about you, but I love truth. I love truth. Jesus loved truth. And we have to love truth this morning. And so when things aren't right... Uh, you know, Jesus was there to make it right. They were selling doves and they were making the, the father's house uh, a, a house of merchandise. And Jesus said, my house shall be a house of prayer. How you how are you going to walk in the spirit? You're going to have to you're going to have to pray continually. Some, somebody said, what do you mean by praying continually, pastor? I mean, you need to stay in fellowship with the Lord. How do, how do you do that, Pastor? Well, you need to just talk to the Lord. And, and, and in fellowship, it's always positive. It's never negative. In other words, when you wake up and it's raining, you don't, you don't, you know, you don't want to just say, God, oh, God, it's raining. It's, 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 it's a bad day. No, you always want to be positive. Why? Because God is positive. The Bible says, enter his gates with grumbling and his courts with Enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving. And his courts with praise. Amen. That's the way we need to be living our life every day. Praising and worshiping the Lord. You know, you can do that. You can do that and you can do that and you can overcome feelings that want to tell you that it's not a good day. Don't let weather determine your attitude. Because if you're allowing weather to determine if you're going to have a good day, because is that the first thing that, how many people is the first thing you check in the morning is the weather? I, I want to know some weather. Is there any weather people in here? That's the first thing you check is weather, right? Why? Because you want to know it's going to be a good day. Is that right? Because if it's rainy and cold and wet, you're already gearing yourself. This is going to be a really bad day. Well, not everybody, but some. Amen. I remember that it used to, when I prayed against rain on Sunday mornings, and you've heard this testimony before, and I prayed against rain because, you know, I just always felt like rain was a downer on Sunday morning until it rained on Sunday and more people came in. And then I started thanking God that it was raining on Sunday. I stopped praying against the rain. Is anybody here what I'm saying today? In other words, listen, listen, we got to have a faith. And a tenacious faith that knows that God will work all things out for good. To those who love him and called according to his purpose. Now you may be dealing with some issues today. You may be dealing with some situation today. But God's going to work it out for your good. Do you believe that today? He can work out whatever negative situations you're dealing with. Maybe this year is not going the way you wanted it to go. God can work it out. He can redeem anything. Amen. Amen. So, so let's look at this. Let's drop down to Galatians uh, 22. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love. Amen. And, I, and my title of my sermon last month was, you know, the, the root of the fruit is love. So love backs up everything. So, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, which is patience, 
kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And against such there is no law. I want you to underline that. Against such there is no law. So what does that mean? Well, the only way that, that things can go really bad in our lives if we, if we get out of the spirit and get into the flesh. So whenever we, whenever we get into the flesh, that means that we're, we're, you know, what I mean by that is we're thinking wrong. In other words, some of us have to, you know, some of us will, maybe some, somebody did something bad to you. Somebody said something that you didn't like. Uh, you know, one of the key ways of trying, because that will put you in kind of a funk. Amen. It can get you depressed. What, you know, what the Lord's been teaching me is that you don't have to think about the negative. You, in other words, how many people tend to fixate on things? What do I mean by fixating? You know, you roll something over and over and over in your mind. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? The devil wants us rolling the negative over and over and over in our minds. Or he's trying, and, and the, enemy will, it's, the enemy will constantly try to roll the negative. Always try to get us to think the negative instead of the positive. And if he gets us fixated on the negative, then he's going he's gonna, to, you know, he's going to kill our joy. Today I want to talk to you about joy. And, you know, and, and the Lord is teaching me, don't be thinking on the wrong things. Think on the right things. You know what's more powerful than a thought? A spoken word out of your mouth. That will arrest any thought. A spoken word coming out of your mouth. That's why praise and worship is so powerful. It, when you come here, try your best. You may not like some of the songs, but try your best to sing the worship songs. Why? Because there's power coming out of your mouth. And it can overcome the negative thought patterns that the enemy's been trying to put into our life. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And there's negative, and that's what we call strongholds. Strongholds are, are, are patterns of thinking that does not line up with the word of God. And some of us, are, that's why you're here today. See, I'm going to say this, that we all, we all have to work on our thinking. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And hopefully that you're coming in here today, you're getting a bath. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that, that you're coming in and hopefully there's a, a, a word that's going to be spoken to you under the anointing of the Holy Spirit that's going to give you an aha moment. And you're going to say, oh, that's the reason why, you know. This has been happening because I've been speaking it. You know, you call, you call things into being just by what you say. You know, uh, uh, I was in the kitchen yesterday and my daughter was there and we threw something away in the trash can. And, um, and something moved in the trash can. She said, what was that, Daddy? And uh, I didn't know what it was. I looked at her and I, I hope it's not a mouse or something. And uh, it was just a piece of paper moving. You know everything's moving. You know the molecules the earth, everything's moving, everything's transitioning. You know, even the chair you're sitting on, if you could, the molecules in the chair, it, it actually vibrates. You can't feel it. The, the world is spinning very fast and we can't, we, we don't realize it. 
Things are moving constantly. And so when you're speaking the word, when, when, you, when you start speaking God's promises over how you're feeling or what the enemy's trying to attack you with, things are moving. You're causing things to move in the spirit realm. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And I'm telling you, you will cause things to change. You know, we can't, listen, one of the things that gets us in trouble is that we try to change the things that we, we can't change in the natural in other words, we, we, we do, there's things that you, you can't change people. And you can hardly change yourself. But you know what? God can change you. I was, I was surprised, but God's been changing me. He's been working on me. How many people that God, is God working on in here? Good. <laughs> Amen. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a work in progress. Amen. Amen. And I'm not, you know, up here, you know, you say, Pastor, you, you, you're, you, I, we, I love your preaching. But, you know, I wish I could live in this type of atmosphere under a, a grace anointing to preach. But I don't have a grace anointing to live. I still got to put my pants on two, one leg at a time. Right. And so and so so we have to think about what we're thinking about and we have to meditate on the right things. And as we meditate on the right things and. And by the way, the thing in the trash can wasn't a mouse. It was just a paper. Just I don't know why it moved. So praise God. And so things are constantly moving. Let's let's look at this. Philippians is a great book. And uh, I believe it's 16 times the Apostle Paul talks about rejoice uh, in the Lord. He, He says either joy or rejoice 16 times throughout the entire book of Philippians. And if you have your Bible, you know, turn your Bible to Philippians 1, 3 through 6. And this is interesting because the Apostle Paul, you know, he had a special ministry. And, you know, he had a ministry where the first thing that the Spirit of the Lord said, that Jesus said to him, I'm going to show you what great things you're going to suffer for the gospel's sake. So, so Paul had a special calling on his life. You know, we're not all called to suffer like Paul. Some people read that and say, I wonder if that's my ministry. No, no, no that, that's Paul. Paul was a, a special case. Amen. And, and, you know, sometimes you hear preaching that, you know, that, you know, if we're going to live for the gospel, you're just going to have to, it's just going to be a miserable life. Have you ever heard that before? It's just going to be miserable living for God. No, it, it shouldn't be miserable. Matter of fact, it should be the most exciting thing you ever lived for. Amen. And really, God doesn't want our life to be miserable. He wants our life to be exciting. Amen. He wants our life to be full of vim and vigor. Amen. Not vinegar. Amen. Amen. So he wants our life to, 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 to shine. You know, the Bible says, let your light shine before men. So men can see your good works. And glorify God who is in heaven. Amen. So God, so God wants our, our life shining. And Paul, you know, he encountered so many different things in his life. And, and, and so many, you know, you know, setbacks, if I may. And Paul was writing this letter. And he wasn't writing it in, in, a, in a Hilton hotel, you know, at a table. He was in prison. And so Paul was writing this, this epistle to the Philippian church and... You know, the Philippian church was a church that he started, one of his churches. And, and this church at this time was about 10 years old. And I don't know if you remember, but, but 
Paul, when he first got to, to Philippi to preach, do you remember what happened? He got thrown in jail at Philippi. Remember him and Silas were preaching the gospel and they were preaching the good news of the gospel. And, uh, and then remember that there was a lady that was following them around and said, this, these are great men of God, but she was not, she was not of God. She, she, you know, she, she operated in a wrong spirit, a spirit of divination. And so, was, you know, and nobody wants a, you know, a witch to promote your ministry, right? So, so she was, she kept, and what she was really saying was, the devil is so smooth. This is what the devil was trying to do, was to get them in pride. These are great men of God. Called. Be very careful with flattery. Be very careful with, with you know, with uh, believing your own press conference. I'm going to say, you got to re- be very careful. I, I was listening to Kenneth Copeland. And, and, and the Lord, and Kenneth Copeland, you know, he, 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 he had some anger issues in his early days. I, I know he's working on them. And, um, and he, he read something that was bad about him and it got him so mad. And, uh, and the Spirit of the Lord said, you can't read that stuff because you can't handle it. You know, and it's some, you know, if you're ever doing anything good, bet your bottom dollar there's going to be somebody that's going to try to knock you down. Amen. And so, you know, and Brother Copeland, you know, he, uh, the Spirit of the Lord said, I don't want you ever to read anything bad about yourself and, uh, because you may just think too long on that and it may bring you down, your attitude. But don't read anything good either because you may keep that in your mind and think you're more than what you are. Amen. And so we need to be very careful that that, you know, that our feet is grounded on solid ground. So so the, the, the Philippians. So we have Paul and Silas and they and Paul cast out that spirit out of that, that out of that lady with divination. And and apparently her master had some clout, the guy in the, in the town, and they had Paul and Silas through in prison. But you know what? Even that even though Paul was in the prison, the prison wasn't in Paul. Listen, you may feel like you're in a prison today. You may feel like that you've been dealt a bad hand. You may feel like that, 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 that things that has happened to you are, are not fair. But don't let those things get in you. See, Paul and Silas, they were in the inner prison. They were beat that day. And what happened that day is, is, is that Paul and Silas, what they did was they worshiped God. They praised God and said at midnight they started praising God. And you know what? I, again, I'm talking about your words now. Your words are more powerful than your thoughts. And as they started praising and worshiping and giving God all the glory, man, it, the whole prison shook. It moved. And I'm going to say this to you today. You know, you, if you're going to have joy in your life, you're going to have to learn to be a praiser and a worshiper. You're going to have to learn to give God some praise regardless of what it looks like. In other words, you need to get up every morning and write five things that you're thankful for. That's, one, that's a key. The key to seeing the blessings and grace of God in your life is by acknowledging the goodness that he has put in your life. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We need a knowledge of goodness. You know, you, uh, you know my house, you know, I, I have three beautiful kids, a beautiful wife. And the kids sometimes have the toys everywhere. 
But, and sometimes I get a little frustrated because they need to be, the toys need to be put up because I trip over a toy every once in a while. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? And, uh, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I wouldn't change it for an empty, beautiful, spotless house with nobody in it. I'd rather have a little mess in my house. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Than, than a spotless, perfect, put-together house with no love. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying to you today? So what am I saying? I'm saying that we need to start counting our blessings. And with the Apostle Paul, he was counting his blessings. And, and right here, it says here, notice this in verse, in, in verse 3 of chapter 1. He's in prison, right? And, uh, and he says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Uh, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you, all with joy. So he says here, he, even though he's in prison, I believe he was in prison one day, and he, he said, you know, and he started thinking about the Philippian church, and he was thinking about the good people of the Philippian church. He was thinking how benevolent, because they were the church that actually gave to him financially and blessed him, and one of the very few churches that did that. And he probably was thinking about that, and he got so you know, overwhelmed, he said, i got to write them a letter. You know, you know one, of the, one of the nicest things you can do is write a thank you note. I mean, one of the nicest things you can do when somebody does something nice to you is write a thank you note to them and say thank you. Or better yet, do something for them. Amen. And, and so he, this was like a thank you note. He said, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests request for you with all joy. Somebody say all joy. Amen. And so we see this, that the, the, the key to him being in joy was that he had a thankful heart towards the people that had helped him in the past. And so he was writing this. He says, he says, always with all prayer of mine, make a request for you with all joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. And then he says, being confident in this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. Listen, if you want to be a person walking in the joy of the Lord, you're going to have to be an encourager. I'm going to say that again. You're going to have to be an encourager. Sometimes you might have to just encourage yourself. Because you, you may not have anybody encouraging you. Amen. Sometimes, you know, like David, King David, you know, he, 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 he encouraged himself in the Lord. How did he do that? Well, you know, when he was, um, when he was you know, he was still running from Saul. He had the anointing of the king on him. And, um, and he was in a place where he, he left, he, he had his family in Ziglag, a town called Ziglag. And uh, he left his family to do some business with his men. And when he came back, the whole city was burnt to, down and his, his family was missing. And all the families of the men were missing and they, and they lost everything. Think about that. They lost everything. And not on top of that, David's men were so upset about this that, that David and his men went out because he was a leader. Uh, on top of that, they were talking about killing David. Think about a bad day. Could you imagine that? I mean, you've already lost your family. You're, you're, the, you're the head honcho. You're the leader. And now your family, their families, they cried too. They couldn't cry anymore. Then they talked about stoning David. 
Think about that. That's a bad day. That's a bad day. I don't know if it can get any worse than that. And so what, what did he do? He didn't have anybody doing he, he didn't have anybody to encourage him. The Bible says he encouraged himself. And he encouraged himself. He said he encouraged himself in the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord. And what, did, what happened? God gave him direction. He said, somebody get an ephod. And he, and he got one of the, 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 it's the breastplate of, of the priests. And then he prayed and asked God, what should we do? Should we go after them? And God said, go after them and you will get everything back. See, when you start worshiping God and praising God, God will give you some wisdom. He will show you what you need to do, even when you don't know what to do. And, you know, David was like, guys, you don't have to kill me anymore. I got direction. We're going to get everything back and then some. Whatever the devil has stolen from you, I'm telling you, the Bible says he's going to have to repay back sevenfold. You need to get excited. If the devil rips you off, you need to start getting excited. I'm getting sevenfold back. I'm getting double for my trouble. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And David worshiped God and praised God. And I'm sure the people around him started doing the same thing. Because you know what? I'm telling you, when, you, when you're a praiser, it breeds other people to be praisers. When you start walking in positive, other people start getting positive. I want to challenge you this week. Don't go in the negative. Don't say anything negative. I heard a story about this man in Africa. And uh, he was a chieftain. He was a chief. And in Africa, and this other guy that was with him, I think he was, I don't know if he was English. He was from, I think he was from another country. But he was, he was with this chieftain and he actually he brought a gun over there and taught taught the chieftain how to shoot and um and so he would load the gun for the for the chief and um and this was in africa where they have different tribes all over the place in africa and um and so he loaded the gun and he and and the, and the chieftain shot the gun and blew his thumb off and the and the guy that was with the chieftain was a very positive guy he would always say oh that is good that is good. And the chieftain got mad. He said, no, it's not good. My thumb is blown off. And, and the chieftain threw him in prison. Now, the chieftain, now, now this was about a year later. The chieftain's out there, and he's doing his hunting with right. He doesn't have his friend anymore. He's in prison. And he come across this hostile tribe, and these were cannibals. Now, these cannibals, you know, uh, they, they grabbed this chieftain because they were preparing him for lunch. But they were, they were superstitious. And when they were about ready to put him on the fire, they, they saw that he had a missing thumb. And so when they said that, they said, no, we can't eat this one. This, this guy has a missing thumb. And they let him go. And so the chieftain said, uh, you know, went back to the prison. And he led his friend out of the prison. And he said, it was good that my thumb was blown off. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And, 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 he, and he apologized to his friend for being in prison. In prison and, and, the guys, and his friend said, oh, it's all good. And he said, well, how could you say it's all good? He said, because I could have been with you that day and been to lunch. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And somebody say it's all good. It's all good. Amen. So, you know, even though something might be happening, 
in your life that you can't understand. Maybe you don't understand why this happened or maybe why this relationship didn't work out or, or why, you know, this didn't work out. Man, you, somebody say God's working it out for my good. Amen. I understand, you know, we hear that. It's all good. It's all good when we're walking with God. It's all good when we're trying to walk with God and do what he's calling us to do. Amen. It's all good. Amen. And it's all good with, with the Apostle Paul as he wrote this letter to them. Amen. And as he encouraged them in the Lord. And so I just want to encourage you this morning. And, I, you know, you can walk in the joy of the Lord. But you, you, it, it goes back to how you think about things, how you process things. Start thinking of the right reasons you know, or the good things that's happening instead of the bad things. Focus on the right things. The Bible says casting down imaginations and every thought and bring it to the obedience of Christ. We, you know, you can, you, man, you don't have... Listen, the birds may fly over your head, but you don't, you only allow them to make a nest in your hair. In other words, you're going to have negative thoughts that will come, but you don't have to think about those negative thoughts. You can change the way you think. And as you start changing the way you think, as you start casting down those imaginations, I'm telling you, whoo, glory to God. I'm telling you, you're going to be walking in more joy than you ever thought. You know, I, I was going to preach on peace today. I, I'm preaching preach on peace next week. But I thought peace came before joy. But I think now that joy comes before peace. Why do I say that? Because, you know, I'm telling you, you, you're going to have to get in joy to get that peace. You're going to have to start praising God anyhow. Anyhow. I'm telling you, God is so awesome. Again, some of you may feel like you're in a prison, but you're coming out of the prison. You're coming out of it stronger than ever. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Glory to God. God is so awesome. Amen. Let's, uh, I'm going to go ahead and close out here. Let's just bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies, for your goodness, and for your love this morning. And I thank you, Father God, that you're so great. And I thank you, Father God, that we can walk in the joy of the Lord for the world did not give us this joy and the world can't take it away. And so, Father, I just thank you for blessing every person today at the sound of my voice. And perhaps you're here today. Perhaps you've never made a commitment to Jesus. You never asked Jesus in your heart. Well, today, the Bible says, is the day of salvation. And God is calling you today into his heavenly kingdom. And if you've never made a proclamation of your faith, raise your hand. I want to pray for you where you're at. I won't ask you to come up today, but I'll lead you in a prayer. Is there anybody in here? Hallelujah. That has not made a profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Or not too sure if you died today, you'd make it to heaven. If you really want to know, just raise your hand. I want to pray for you. Amen. Perhaps, I believe we're online right now. And uh, you're watching online. And maybe that's you today. And you're, you're not too sure if you died right now, you'd make it to heaven. Well, today's the day of salvation. I want you to pray this prayer after me and mean in your heart if you're ready to move forward in God. Say, dear God, I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, 
I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.